Welcome to Thriller Premium. Gathering all the information you would need to stay ahead of the curve on your Bitcoin investments. Welcome to Thriller Rundown. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls from around the world, gather around. It's time for another exciting episode of Thriller Rundown. Today is July 28th, 2021, and we are talking the biggest story of the weekend of the week. My friend confirmed Amazon's Bitcoin exchange. And again, I'm confused. Let's do it. Top of the rundown. The rundown. So if you've been living under a rock for the past, <laughs> you know, 48, 72 hours, uh, Amazon confirmed well, they didn't really confirm, but they started offering a position here on Thursday, I believe it was. And, and Zero Hedge reported it and it went across everything. Seriously, they said that they were going to start accepting crypto, but they didn't. Right. Uh, there was a digital currency and blockchain product lead that they put on their website and everybody ran with it. And then it broke out of our kind of industry. And then it went out into the mainstream. And when it does that, when news inside of our industry breaks out into the mainstream, um, everything kind of just, you know, like a domino effect. It, it gets crazy. It just it just becomes nuts. You know, markets start going. It, it's just all over the place. And this is exactly what happened Friday afternoon. Bitcoin started soaring. It, it was it was insane. So what did I do? The very first thing I did was started texting my friend who works at Amazon. Because if you remember last year in October of 2020, we said here on this very show that Amazon was going to enter the Bitcoin arena this time next year. And that was October of 2020. If you don't remember that, I'm going to play that for you now. Take a listen. a story for you and a lot of people will think this is made up a lot of people will think this is crazy some people won't even believe me but i don't care because i'm telling you this because so i live in austin i have a lot of friends here that are in the tech space uh, some friends have moved away from austin some some work for other tech companies um and so one of my friends that i've talked to it's been a while but i, I think we've we've chatted off and on but now it's just mo mostly just through telegram right and so he recently told me as of Wednesday, and I kept trying to get more out of him, but he he won't say. And I told him I was gonna put this on the on the subscription. I was gonna put this on the subscription, and he wasn't happy about it. But you know, I told him that I won't mention who he is or anything like that. So so don't go try looking in my LinkedIn or anything like that because he's not there. Uh, so with all that being said, I, we were having a conversation about the whole PayPal thing. Um, and that's when he told me something that 
I was completely shocked about. And he said, by this time next year, Amazon will will have entered the, the Bitcoin and crypto space. And I was like, wait, what? And <laughs> come to find out he works for Amazon now and he knows something. And according to him, and this is this is like I said, this is off the record, but I still, I still I'm still sharing it with y'all. So I heard I basically heard it from him that uh, it's going to be one of these four or five things, either custody, retail exposure, payments, trading. He said that he's not sure yet, but it's brewing. And I was like, uh, can you give me more than that? <laughs> He's like, no. Uh, so I, at first, I, I, a normal, normal person out there wouldn't believe that. They'd be like, no, there's no way Amazon's going to enter the Bitcoin crypto space. What would they do? Uh, and like I said, I, and I asked and he said it's going to be one of those things. So I, I remember back in 2016, I think it was, there was a news article and you could probably Google this. There's a news article that had Amazon buying um, uh, AmazonEthereum.com, AmazonBitcoin.com, AmazonLitecoin. Like they were buying all these domains, and it made like uh, Coin Telegraph and made CoinDesk. It was a big news story, and people were like, "What are they doing?" Well, like I never thought about it after all these years. And then when uh, Facebook uh, was, when we were talking about Facebook about them, how they were going to enter the space. A lot of us were like, okay, who's going to come next? And obviously it was PayPal because they dropped out of Facebook. Remember that? So now when I talk to him here on Wednesday, that's when he tells me that, yes, Amazon is looking at entering the space and this is going to be this time next year. So if he's right about this and I, I have no proof, he didn't send me any proof. He didn't send me any screenshots or anything like this. This is just from a trusted friend that I know who happens to work at Amazon. And if he knows about it, there has to be other people um, that know about that as well, too. So that's just some food for thought. I thought I'd share that with you all. I, I think uh, for the most part, um, definitely don't hold me to that but if it does happen if it does happen this time next year holy crap <laughs>
And I think this is the exact same thing. I think a lot of us already know that Amazon is coming in. So it doesn't even matter what Amazon says at this point, right? Like it doesn't matter what Amazon is doing. It doesn't matter what Amazon says. It's the same thing. This is the same type of behavior we saw with PayPal and Visa before they entered in the space. They were saying the exact same thing. Oh, no, we're not doing that. They were going as far as saying that they're just into CBDCs and they were denouncing Bitcoin. They went as far as release press releases, like expressing FUD against Bitcoin. Um, and they and these businesses do this because they don't want to, you know, give away what their business plan, their business strategy that they're they're trying to that they're trying to incorporate for the next quarter or for you know future quarters. So I ended up reaching out to my friend because he knows all about this. I texted him that Friday, and then we scheduled a call for that Sunday afternoon. He's a good friend. I mean, the conversation went over an hour. We discussed family, old friends, and of course, Amazon entry into Bitcoin. Like it's, it was just yesterday. I mean, it's a, it's a good feeling. And, and we started talking about the Bitcoin Amazon thing. And that's when I had to <laughs> turn on my journalistic cap. I asked him, do you have any idea this was going to happen? He said, and I quote, well, yeah, we are Amazon. And for the most part, he kind of told me that this has more to do with Andy Jassy replacing Jeff Bezos than anything else. This is what he said. And it makes sense. In 2003, him and Jeff Bezos came up with the idea to create the cloud computing platform that would be known as AWS, which launched in 2006. Jassy headed AWS and its team of 57 people so it's safe to say he knows how to build and he's a builder at heart and he knows how to scale. He also launched the Amazon managed blockchain service. It makes sense. So all the stuff that we were talking about, you know, Amazon's digital and emerging payments division and that rollout into Mexico, 
It, it all made sense. The hard truth is we've been friends for a long time, so it goes deeper than just an inside story into Bitcoin and Amazon. It's much different. He's not just a source, he's a friend first. Funny thing is, he's the guy who used to send me Bitcoin stuff all the time. He's, he's the one that sent me that Andreas Joe Rogan clip I always talk about back in 2015. He got me down the rabbit hole, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Um, but let me get into what he said. He wanted to make sure that I, I bolded this. Amazon is not allowing this to be created, he said. They do not know who you are, Car. <laughs> That's what he told me. And I said, That's cool. That's just how I like it. He said, This is more than just about payments. This is about final settlement in different currencies, custody, trading, and available finance platform as well. He went on to say, In order to mitigate risk and optimize for capital efficiency, we needed to develop wallet infrastructure AWS products. Prime lending is a part of this, but we'll see high throughput and return through diversify our business with other less correlated digital assets. Now, when he said that, anyone who knows anything about Bitcoin settlements layers knows the TPS count is relatively low compared to the scale that Amazon would need, right, for a viable solution. And then when he mentioned the correlation among cryptocurrencies, I kind of got scared. <laughs> I think that's a huge misstep. Really think they could improve that that could be a costly one if they went down that road. I told him, don't even waste your time <laughs> on these other shit coins. But he he further explained that it's about compliance and security risk and that it went above his head and it's not about cult maximalism car. <laughs> I said, fair enough. He he also made this point and he was pretty clear about this. He said, We are not letting MicroStrategy come in through the back door. I asked him what that meant, and he simply said exactly what I said. You can quote me on that. So I have more thoughts on this, and, and I'll explain it afterwards. He went on to say that in the past, they used to use Oracle databases, but what they have now is far superior. It's relatively a new payments infrastructure play that no one will see coming, he said. He continued on to discuss what the feeling is around the news that leaked on Friday. He told me that when I leaked it last year, it made its way to the team building everything. And by December, they were upset. <laughs> but by February, everybody was leaking the news about Amazon's Bitcoin plans because of Elon's news and how it played a role with Tesla. Go figure that. And then he went on to tell me that they are going to deny every article that goes out from here on out because he sees this happening more and more with these leaks. And I think he's I think he's right. He also mentioned one thing and I thought this was really interesting. He said that inside of Amazon, Andy Jassy is calling this his space race. He said certain teams are working around the clock to make sure they hit deadlines. But when he said space race, it got me thinking, who are they up against? I have some ideas, but he wouldn't tell me. Still, it was still great talking to him. It's always great talking to an old friend.
In my opinion, Facebook has the most to gain and needs to do this. Apple's got an iron lock on iOS. I mean, look how much power they have. A lot of power. Google has, an, has a really, really strong business and an iron lock on Android. Facebook is kind of the odd man out because they, they need to have a mobile app that's running on iOS and Android. And they're getting pressured by Apple with, you know, the latest privacy token uh, maneuvering. And you can see the sparks flying there. So how do I upgrade my application so that it is so valuable that a billion people say, swear, you will have to pry it from their cold, dead fingers? Okay, it's like, you're going to take away my photos. You're going to take away my friend, my friendly chats, or you're going to take away my money. Like when when money flows in uh, to Facebook, then that's going to shift the balance of power. And it's, you know, it's offensive and it's defensive. It's a defensive thing. You kind of got to do it to protect yourself against uh, against Apple and, and Google squeezing you on the platform. It's offensive because it's a way to, uh, to double or triple your value proposition to a billion people. I mean, what could be more important than giving a billion people a savings account that yields 200% tax-free interest per year? Like, I can't think of something. I also think, you know, the, 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 the wild card here is Amazon. Because this is a chance for, I mean, Amazon Pay, is it critical? I mean, compared to Apple Pay or Google Pay? I mean, no, right? Apple's, if I was in the pay business competing against Apple, I'm thinking, well, these guys control the operating system. They control the device. You better come up with something really compelling if you're going to compete against the company that controls the device and controls the operating system. Well, one very compelling thing is something that doubles every six months. Amazon and Facebook, they're the one, the challengers in the mobile space. I think that Amazon's got their own franchise. They can afford to ignore it if they want, and they'll be fine. It's just an opportunity for them. For Facebook, I think it's a necessity for them. They need to build it into WhatsApp and into Facebook Messenger and into the core. Hmm. Otherwise, they get squeezed. I think Apple and Google, it's an opportunity for them. And, and if, um, if they don't move, then F Square and PayPal just get stronger and stronger until somebody notices.
can find the full article on uh, thrillerpremium.blog. Uh, it's called My Friend Confirmed Amazon's Bitcoin Exchange Again and Now I'm Confused. <laughs> yeah, it's the best I can come up with. Uh, so what do I think about everything that we talked about? Um, he gave me a total of 11 direct quotes. Um, so there was a lot more he told me, but I, I can't. I mean, I could discuss it on the podcast, but, you know, now I just feel like it's just probably better not to. And to be honest with you guys and and ladies out there, they're entering the space. (laughs) That's like that that should just be confirmation enough. Um, The the fact that um, the fact that they uh, and he even told me on Sunday, he's like, they're going to deny everything. Uh, on Tuesday, by he's like, by midweek, everything's going to be denied. And sure enough, um, on Monday, literally on Monday, uh, Reuters, uh, Tiasha Dada, she's a journalist from Reuters, she literally got a press release from Amazon. And, and, and one of those is just like, they send you an email, it's from Amazon, and then you publish it. Just You just copy, pasta, paste, publish it. And that's what she did. It says, notwithstanding our interest in the space, the speculation that has ensued around our specific plans for cryptocurrencies is not true. And he was right. He literally told me that Sunday. And so I was like, wow, he, he like called it. Um, so I think it's just just know they're entering the space and it's going to be it's going to be game changing. And. This is what I think. This is what I think is really going on. And this is all speculation just because he didn't tell me this part. This is just me kind of putting the pieces together. And and you guys can tell me where, you know, what what I think, you know. I think I think when Novogratz bought Bitgo here in May, I think he knew Amazon was coming in uh, to eat everybody's lunch. <laughs> And I think when Novo bought BitGo in May, that was a sign, at least for him, that he knew he needed to be a part of the custody game as well, too, for Galaxy Digital. That's what I think really happened with that deal. Also, I think Coinbase already, you know, they already have their custody thing. Gemini has their custody thing. Um, You know, Kraken's a wholly different story. I think Jesse has that under control. But I think... I think Novo knew that he needed custody, f- knowing that Amazon was entering in. Um, I think Amazon is going to do something completely different, right? They're going to do payments. They're going to do custody. Um, they're going to have uh, they're going to have everything, and uh, it's going to be worldwide, and it's going to be efficient. Um, and I wouldn't even be surprised. Uh, this is crazy. I wouldn't even be surprised if they if, if they make a play at a financial platform, but it's going to be something pretty remarkable. The whole creating their own coin thing. I just don't see that happening out the gate. I really don't. I'd be completely shocked if Amazon created some kind of coin or something. I just don't see that as a as a thing. I, I think that's the the last thing you want to do. I think for them, it's, it's about accumulating Bitcoin, to be honest with you. Because when he said that whole micro strategy thing, that kind of shocked me was like, 
So why did he say that? Right. Like, you know, and here, let me read back the quote because I have it written down here. Because because I, I literally asked him. Yeah, I said I said this. I said, when I asked my friend on Amazon's entry into Bitcoin in the first place, he made this very important point. He simply said, we are not letting MicroStrategy come in through the back door. I asked what that meant, and he simply said exactly what I said. You can quote me on that. <laughs> so I had to switch gears because I could tell it was kind of like, like it was it was something that I guess was like, maybe it was something that, you know, was coming from the top or, you know, I, I mean, I don't know where that came from, but it, 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 it has to come from somewhere. Maybe it's something that they discuss internally. Um, who knows? Uh, but that's, that's something that they talk about. That was, I thought that was interesting. And, and it probably has to do with the whole war chest, uh, that, um, that, that Amazon, that MicroStrategy is building, you know, MicroStrategy holds a lot of Bitcoin at this point. They're, if, if they're around, if MicroStrategy is around holding that Bitcoin at the end of this decade, and they're going to be able, they're going to be able to buy a lot of these companies on the cheap, <laughs> like on the, you know, sats on the dollar, man, like dirt cheap. So I think I think that I think that coming through the back door comment was related to that. Um, I think they don't want MicroStrategy to grow to be this behemoth later in the decade and have all the capital to, to push other um, you know, what once was, uh, you know, you know, these big, you know, fortune 500 companies, you know, in the, in the early, you know, 2020s around. Cause if you, if you look at just the, the companies in the, in the two thousands, you know, only like, I think it's only like 50% of the companies in the two thousands that were in the, in the, in the top 200, uh, are still around. And then if you go back even further from like the 1990s, there's like less than like 12% of the companies in the S&P 500. So like, I think that's where that comment is coming from. I think what Amazon wants to do, and I think what Amazon knows is that they need to start custing their own Bitcoin and they need to start holding that on their balance sheet. And they don't want to just go and buy it like micro strategy. They want to actually, you know, um, accumulate it uh, through through means of payment and, and, and other ways. Um, so I, I think, I think that's what that comment meant. Like, we're not going to let MicroStrategy come in through the back door. Basically, you know, we're, you have Amazon here fending off Apple, Google, Microsoft, <laughs> you know, even Facebook sometimes, but like they're fighting Apple with payments. They're fighting, um, you know, Google with, you know, services, uh, and then they're over here fighting Microsoft, you know, on, you know, on, on, on cloud and stuff. And then in the back door is MicroStrategy coming in, you know, eating their lunch, right? So I think that's what that comment meant. Uh, I just thought that was really funny uh, because I was like, wow, that just came out of left field. It was totally out of left field. It was totally out of left field. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely, he definitely was very happy with um, Andy Jassy. Uh, he had nothing but great things to say about him. And he loved the fact that he came from the AWS side. Uh, and then he uh, complimented his great vision for what Amazon could be like in 10 years. Um, and then the fact that Andy Jassy called it his space race, I thought was another interesting thing. I guess that's comparing it to Jeff, you know, uh, Jeff Bezos, Blue Origin, SpaceX kind of thing, I think. Um, 
I think that's what that is. But the space race, I think that's like kind of like I think they're talking about like the whole payments space race. I think that's what they're talking about. I don't think they're talking about like the blockchain space race. I think they're talking about like a payments, you know, space race. Um, there is just so much there. Um, but like I said, I don't I don't think I don't think this is a story worth going after anymore. <laughs> and the reason I say that is because I feel like I got it all uh, at this point. You know, we, we were the first ones to officially break it back in October of 2020. Um, and uh, even though we, he was off the record then, um, we're, we're officially on the record now with him. And we broke it straight through here. Um, I'm sure no one's going to cover this, you know, when this gets released uh, later today. Like, no one's going to talk about it. It'll probably just get, you know, some coverage amongst, you know, some people. But it'll get ignored. And that's okay. I mean, I don't care. I make this for y'all. Just so that way you can kind of know what's going on. And, of course, Carr will be right. Because Carr is always right. (laughs) You know, it's no surprise. um, And I'm I'm not just saying this, you know. It's no surprise, you know, you know, I find out some of this information, but, you know, it's literally because, you know, I'm I'm nice as hell to people and I'm friendly as fuck. (laughs) Uh, You know, I try not to make any enemies, you know, and I'm always apologizing when I'm wrong. And and that goes a long way, you know, And, and I just try to be humble as fuck and stack sats. And, you know, every once in a while I get a little rowdy, but I apologize um, and just try to be super friendly to people and and you'd be surprised like that goes a long way. And that's how you find out a lot of this breaking stuff. Um, but there's there's other people that that choose not to do that and, and they don't get some of this juicy stuff. And I think, you know, there was there was a guy back in 2017 when I first started. Uh, he was an older journalist and he told me he was like, if you're going to go in this podcasting game, you need to start writing. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to write. And he was like, well, they're not going to take you seriously until you start writing. And I was like, okay. And, you know, this year we're doing writing now and stuff and it's fine. Um, but, you know, it was at the, the other thing that he told me was just like, be nice to everybody, be as friendly as you can to them, make no enemies and apologize when you're wrong. And, and, you know, and try just to be humble. Right. And, um, don't think, don't think that just because you are the person breaking news that you're the one that's, um, in charge of the story, let the story take you wherever it wants to go. Um, you don't control anything. You're just an observer. That's it. You're an observer and you release it. That's it. And after you release it, it doesn't belong to you. It belongs to you until it gets written and then you publish it and that's it. It's no longer yours. And I was like, it's pretty cool. That's a pretty good, it's a pretty good, you know, thing to keep. So I've always kind of kept that. But I definitely enjoy writing, uh, you know, writing podcasts way better, you know. Anyways, with that, let's get into, that's right, five good minutes. Five good minutes. So today in five good minutes, we're talking Bitcoin, baby. That's right. We're talking Bitcoin accumulation phase. Uh, 
nearing an end question mark that's right this is coming from trading shop the best guy in the biz <laughs> when it comes to uh, all sorts of charts we've been following him for uh since 2019 i think um the guy's hardly wrong i think i've only oh actually start the timer is it starting yeah it's starting um he's hardly wrong i mean i think i've only seen him wrong like maybe a handful of times um since 2019 i think i think we all know when, when those times were <laughs> um and he basically said he and it's just confirmed right now um because i'm recording this so late um he basically says that if we pass 38, I, I'm sorry, 39.8K, then the accumulation phase is over. And we literally have passed that. We're at 40K now, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so we didn't even need the whole five minutes. No, seriously. I'll put, a, I'll put a, a chart here in the show notes. But this is exactly what I've been saying the whole time. And this is where, um, you know, it's kind of frustrating, you know, for somebody... Um, like myself, who's who stacks sats and, you know, um, looks at this stuff and, you know, seeing this market and, and, and kind of knows where everything's going. And, you know, I hate to I hate to be the guy that, you know, is always confident with Bitcoin. And, you know, I hate to be that kind of guy, but, you know, following this space for quite some time and, and w watching the news like a hawk and, and watching the Fed like a hawk and, you know, and, and, and all that kind of stuff and looking at the charts and just knowing exactly what's going to happen and all that kind of alpha. I mean, you just you just kind of feel like everything's in front of you all the time. Right. And this situation, we we all knew, you know, June and July were going to be bearish months. Right. And we knew at some point we were going to jump out of that at the end of July. Um, I'm happy that we're jumping out of it at the end of July. You know, one of my biggest fears was that we were going to, you know, kind of stay stagnant, you know, in that 32, 33K range uh, for most of July. Um, now, what do I see coming here in August? I, I still am hoping that we get to 84K. Reason being is I want to be right. <laughs> you know, um, when we released that 57, uh, you know, Bitcoin theory, at 57% Bitcoin theory, you know, you know, I honestly didn't know at the time that it was going to be going this far. I really thought, you know, maybe we get a couple months right and then that'd be it. But the fact is, ladies and gentlemen, that we've been getting every single month right since last year. So let's keep this train going. We're at 40K now. So the question is, can we get to 84K now? I don't know about that. Uh, to be honest, to be honest, now I'm a bull. Am I a crazy bull? <laughs> you know, I don't know if we get to 84K. I hope we do. Uh, I think it's going to take some kind of, you know, news that is, that, that would surprise us, um, that would take us by surprise. Something that we just don't see coming. Um, not to say that that's not coming. Um, but it, it's, it's going to take something that is going to be major, uh, for it, for us to go that high, that fast. Uh, could it happen? Absolutely. Uh, definitely. 84 K is definitely on the cards. 
what I th- what do I think the safe scenario? What's what do I think is a safe bet for August? I think 60k is probably a safe bet. I know some people will be like, even that's bullish car. No, no, it's not. 60k is nothing. Come on, guys. Come on. 60k. You guys are a bunch of bears, man. No, 60k is is literally, you know, two rocks. You throw them, <laughs> we're there. <laughs> we're already above 40k. Come on, fellas. We're above 40k right now. Quit being bears. I mean, seriously, look at it. We're already passing 4,200. Come on. Come on. Who are you kidding? That's what I'm saying. We get we get above 40K. We're above 40K. We're literally a stone's throw away from 60K. I think 60K is doable. I really do. I even think 70K at, at a certain point towards the end of the month is doable. You know, we, we probably barely miss 84K probably by, you know, by, by 10 or 9K. We probably get to like 76 or even 75. Who knows? But I definitely think we hit 60K. I definitely believe we'll get a pullback because I don't think you go back to 60K without getting a pullback. Um, But we'll definitely have to reassess once we get there. But enjoy it. I mean, you should have been buying Bitcoin during the summer. That was It was a summer of HODL, that's for sure. But you should have been stacking too as well. Hopefully you were. And then that's five good minutes. Okay, with that, let's get into the hard truth. The hard truth. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. So it's kind of funny. China is actually buying Bitcoin. And this is according to Trust Notes. Uh, this just got leaked this morning. Who knows if it's true? I mean, there's it's really hard to tell, like, what's true coming out of China. Something says something. Joseph Young, he says something and then he tweets it out. I mean, I'm not there. It's hard to know, right? Trust Notes is pretty, you know, trustworthy <laughs> when it comes to news. From China, I've been I've been following them for a long time. Um, they're hardly ever wrong when it comes to stuff like that. I don't know where they're based out of. Um, they're, they're, they keep their stuff private, but says that Bitcoin has been rising early morning Shanghai time for the past few days, and Asia is seemingly bullish for the first time in months. And this is following the crackdown, of course, on the Bitcoin mining. But it seems that the panic selling that's been happening. Um, in the markets at the Shenzhen Stock Exchanges, fell another 3.2% today. And then the Hang Seng Index plunged 4.1%. You also had some Chinese stocks like Tencent had wiped out another $100 billion today, down 9%. Um, so a lot of people think, and this is where it's kind of hard to tell because we just we just don't know. A lot of people think that people are dumping their 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 Shanghai stocks, their, their Chinese stocks, uh, their Chinese Communist Party stocks, <laughs> um, and, and putting it into Bitcoin, right? Uh, you even have um, you even have Ark Invest, who has been you know selling their Chinese stocks um, because they've been falling ten percent over the past month, right? And we know backed. Not, I'm sorry, not backed. We know uh, BlackRock 
you know, has a ton of Chinese securities right now, ETFs. And I wonder how that's looking for them. <laughs> they should have been buying Bitcoin more than whatever they've been buying. A pinch of whatever they said back then, remember? Still, it's good to see China. <laughs> I shouldn't say it's good to see. It's great to see China buying Bitcoin again, if that is true. We'll see. Maybe that's where this pump is coming from. Maybe there's going to be a China Bitcoin pump. Who knows? It's going to get a little crazy. This whole geopolitical game that China's playing with the United States and its currency and all that stuff. Seems like it happens every year around this time. It's kind of funny. It's like seasons. It's like fall. Let's throw the whole geopolitical currency game warfare out there. Let's start trade wars again. It's like it's like we're just like hitting the roulette wheel. What are we going to do now? <laughs> kind of seems like that. And that's the hard truth. It really is because we really don't know what the hell is going on. <laughs> oh, damn, we're reporting it. OK. So later this week, um, we're going to release something that we've been working on for over a month. And uh, it's taken a lot of my time, but it's something that I poured a lot of my heart and soul into. And I really made it for y'all. And I hope you enjoy it. I think it's really cool. And I think you're really going to like it a lot. I'm really trying to take everything that we do here at Thriller to the next level and I think this is the first step um, and uh, yeah I, I really hope you guys enjoy it I'm going to try to release it this week um, but if I can't then for sure next week and um, yeah it's going to be really cool I'm, I'm like super stoked about it um, it looks it looks really freaking cool like I love how it's designed I love how seamless it is. It's freaking awesome. And I think once you guys see it, once you go to it, you're going to be like, oh shit, car, this is what we always wanted. This is what we always needed. And I'm going to be like, exactly. All right. See you next time.